Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Euodia and I plead with Syntyche to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women, since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel, along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers, whose names are in the book of life. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share in my troubles. Moreover, as you Philippians know, in the early days of your acquaintance with the gospel, when I set out from Macedonia, not one church shared with me in the matter of giving and receiving except you only. For even when I was in Thessalonica, you sent me aid more than once when I was in need. Not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is that more be credited to your account. I have received full payment and have more than enough. I am amply supplied now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gifts you sent. They are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus to our God and Father be glory forever and ever amen
Greet all God's people in Christ Jesus. The brothers and sisters who are with me send greetings. All God's people here send you greetings, especially those who belong to Caesar's household. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Take over, may I just pray for you quickly? Bless Trevor as he ministers to us that your message will come clearly through him and that we will listen and take in what he has to say, that your message will stay with us beyond the next 20 minutes and into the week and the times ahead. Amen. Amen to that. Good. Thank you, Richard. Great to be with you again. Lovely. Familiar faces now, that's really lovely. Excuse me if I don't remember your names, I'm shocking with that. When I don't see people on a regular basis, I find it very difficult. They go in one ear and out the other. But it's lovely to see you and good to be with you again. We'll be assured we're not moving the chairs today. I hope you'll feel peaceful. That's what we're talking about, peace and uh, Peace is more than just uh, an absence of conflict or uh, a sort of general restful condition. It has a spiritual dimension that's much deeper, that is grounded in who God is. And we'll look at that. Anyone seen The Chosen? A few hands? Oh, yes. Okay. Those that haven't, it's a good one to to see. It's... um, it's a, a creatively artistic take on the life of Jesus with his disciples. And uh, it, you'll find it, if you look up Angel on um, Google, uh, you'll find there's a, a whole um, app and uh, I don't know what you'd call it, a, a platform for, for all these, uh, for three series so far and there's, fourth one due in due course. But it, it is interesting the way that when everyone sees one another, they greet one another with the word shalom. And um, that's the Hebrew word for peace. And uh, it has a whole lot of deeper meanings that we don't tend to uh, associate with peace in the normal way. It has a sense of completeness, of soundness, of flourishing, and of well-being. And it could be used for the word perfection as well. It has something of a real depth about it. And uh, it also includes the feeling of rest and of ease. And in the Greek, Irene, the uh, translation of peace, it is peace and quietness and rest. And it is shown by the way in which Jesus, in the midst of the storm, was asleep. In the midst of turmoil and trouble, he was peaceful and restful. 
and wasn't disturbed by it. And that's the kind of peace that we want and the kind of peace that will allow us to let God's life flow through us. I'd love, love to express something of what God is wanting us to take away. And I don't know whether there's, there's some people here that are going through a conflict situation and you think, peace is about as far from me at the moment as it could be. But maybe today is the day where God can come by his Holy Spirit and bring something of the peace of God that passes all understanding. So let's have a look, at, uh, first of all, at the scriptures, and we'll uh, keep attentive to what God wants to say as we do so. We often read in Isaiah 9 at Christmas time this passage, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. The Prince of Peace. The one who brings peace. The one around whom peace is centered. It, that was the prophecy concerning Jesus. And that is what we see in his life. But let's go a little bit further forward to Judges chapter 6. And God came and manifested himself in a wonderful way to Gideon in the midst of trouble. And we were praying about the conflict in Ukraine and Sudan. Here, the Jewish people were in a conflict situation. The Midianites were causing them big trouble. And uh, Gideon has an encounter with God. And in that, God says to him, take the, um, uh, the meat and the unleavened bread and place them on the rock pour out the broth, and Gideon did so, and with the tip of his staff that was in his hand, the angel of the Lord touched the meat and the unleavened bread, and fire flared from the rock, consuming the meat and the bread. And the angel of the Lord disappeared. Then Gideon realized that it was the angel of the Lord, and he exclaimed, Ah, sovereign Lord, I have seen the angel of the Lord face to face. But the Lord said to him, Peace. Do not be afraid. You are not going to die. So Gideon built an altar to the Lord there and called it Jehovah Shalom. There are eight times that, uh, in the scriptures where Jehovah is associated with a characteristic of God and it becomes the name of God. Like God is our, our banner. And the Lord is my shepherd. There, all the, those uh, passages talk about the characteristics of God. And here's the characteristic of God. Jehovah Shalom. The Lord is peace. Receive that to your soul today. The Lord is peace. And he built an altar to the Lord. He sacrificed there to the Lord. Having more 
of God in our lives is going to bring more of his peace. Because that's his very nature. That's his character. The more we have of him, the more of peace we're going to have. Now let's turn to the New Testament to John and chapter 14. And we'll take it up from verse 25. And he's talking about the Comforter coming, the Holy Spirit. And then in verse 25 it says, All this I have spoken while still with you, but the Counselor, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give you. I do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Now, what can we see from this passage that is significant? That Jesus is giving to his disciples peace. There's a passage in in Matthew's Gospel and also in Luke where he's preparing them to go out, the disciples, to go out and to minister. uh, And he gives to them the authority to bring peace and blessing to the people where they're staying. And he says, if they do not receive it, take it back to yourself. He was giving them an an ability to be, be able to impart something of peace to the people that they were with. And in the same way, Jesus here is imparting to his disciples peace. We are his disciples. Today, we can receive his peace. Whatever our circumstances, whatever difficulties we're going through, a peace that the world cannot give, a peace that is beyond understanding. Lord, I pray that today we would receive something of your peace as you imparted it to the disciples. Amen. Do you know, life is a bit like a jigsaw puzzle that God is doing. And he knows the overall picture and he knows where everything needs to go. And have you come across those frustrating jigsaws where every piece is pretty much exactly the same size? And it's quite possible to put the wrong piece into the, the hole. And we force it just a little to make it work. But what has to happen later on is that that piece has to be taken out and whatever it was attached to needs to be replaced into the right place. God is doing a jigsaw puzzle of life. There are things that he's putting in place, a picture that he is making that will bring glory to the name of Jesus. And sometimes we get the wrong end of the stick and we think, oh, I could do this or I could do that. And it doesn't work and the peace doesn't come. 
<laughs> the peace with the peace. Yeah. Uh, but God is calling us to put our contribution exactly where he wants it to be so that it forms the overall picture that he wants to form. And then naturally we'll have to look at Galatians chapter 5 because we're looking at the fruit of the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace. Anyone know that song? <laughs> I see that hand. Could, could you give a rendition of it? No, no, don't. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. Now, God has given us all of those fruit of the Spirit. In the uh, Sermon on the Mount, Jesus has something to say in chapter 7 about fruit. He says, a good tree produces good fruit. A bad tree produces bad fruit. A good fruit can't come from a bad tree. But good fruit will always come from a good tree. We've got two Ukrainians staying with us. And uh, they've been a blessing to us. And uh, the, uh, it's a, a couple in their early 60s, just youngsters. And uh, he's uh, obviously very keen on um, horticulture and things. And he came home one day with four sticks. Um, it just didn't look like anything particularly, but they were uh, taken from an apple tree that produces particularly good fruit. And he went with me and showed me how to splice these into our apple tree. Well, we've got four sticks now sticking out of this tree. And they cuts the, the, the notch and then shapes the end of the, the uh, stick and sticks it in, wind it round with tape. That's all he did. One of them is budding now, and we're going to be very interested to see what fruit that produces and to see whether it is good fruit. But you see, there's, there's, I don't have to go there and, and, and worry about the tree. I don't have to go and, and tend to it a bit more, but rather, it, if it's good, it'll produce good fruit. And if we are obedient to Christ, if we are settled in who we are, if we are living a life that is honoring to the Lord, good fruit will come. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. That will happen naturally. And the tree's not out there going, oh, I've got to produce fruit. It just naturally does it. It comes because it's a good, good tree. Romans 8 has also something to teach us about where the peace will come from. And in verse 6 it says this, Romans 8 verse 6.
The mind of sinful man is death, but the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. I'm going to, going to read that one again so that we can just meditate on it a moment. The mind of sinful man, that is man without God, is death. But the mind controlled by the Spirit is life and peace. This whole passage in Romans has to do with that, uh, the change that comes about as the Holy Spirit indwells us. If you're looking for peace, the starting point is the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God comes to bring peace to us, comes to bring us the life of Christ, comes to touch our lives and to make life and peace come. It's a, 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 it's a happy process of allowing God to touch our lives and bring his characteristics There's no way that we can live a righteous life without the work of the Holy Spirit. And therefore, being filled with the Holy Spirit is the key to victory and experiencing his peace. Holy Spirit needs to come and dwell in our lives. What does that mean for our lives every day? What do we do when we have no peace? And Philippians 4, we'll go back to right now. Thank you for bringing that earlier on, Richard. But we'll just look at it a little bit more, just those few verses. Philippians 4, verse 4, Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Did you notice I avoided the passage with the complicated names in? I thought you did really well earlier on. But if we take this passage and go backwards, we'll see a bit of a revelation about the way in which peace comes. Verse 7 says, the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds. That's what the end result, that's what we're looking for. Well, what comes before it? Present your requests to God. Now, who knows that the period between 1 and 3 in the morning is an excellent time for the enemy to have a go at us. Yes, experience that. I've come to um, uh, a, uh, an understanding with the Lord that it's a battle and that at that time in the morning, if I present my request to God, then the enemy has got two alternatives. Either he leaves me awake 
praying or asleep and asleep. Two alternatives, neither of which are in his interests, but they're in the interests of the Lord. So we, re- we present our request to God. And how do we do so? With thanksgiving. First of all, we thank him for the things that are good. We thank him even for the trials we're going through in order that they may change us into his likeness. We thank him for everything. And then uh, the, before that it says prayer and petition. Being specific, asking the Lord what his response should be to each of these situations. And before that, don't be anxious about anything. Now, I, I find that quite an interesting one. I'm, I, I love the contradictions of Scripture sometimes. They're, they're really interesting. Just over in um, chapter 2, verse 28, it says this. Therefore, I am the more eager to send him so that he may, you may see him again, may be glad I may have less anxiety. Ah. There's Paul having more, anxi- more or less anxiety. It's not saying, don't be unrealistic about the things you're going through. But take the things that you are going through and don't allow them to t- draw you down, but come to the Lord and bring them to him. It's difficult sometimes to be thankful, but it's good to be thankful. It's difficult sometimes to trust things to the Lord. We're always taking them back on ourselves, but we need to give them over to the Lord. I'd like us just to spend two minutes now, just talk to the person next to you and say, what touches you from this passage here? What is it that you feel the Lord saying through it? Try and be as open and uh, as clear as you can with one another. Just say, yes, this is what spoke to me. I find that difficult. Or, yes, I really want that. Let's do that just for two minutes. A few years ago, uh, we went through a difficult time in a church where we had left one situation to go and join with another in a pioneering situation. And um, there were undercurrents and politics and all sorts going on. And in the end, we were stood down from our position. And we'd sacrificed a lot to be there. And it's quite painful for us to go through that. But the thing that we found was that God came and gave us faith for what we went to do next and a peace about the situation. And you, you know what we were talking about with the jigsaw puzzle? It was like the Lord took out a section of jigsaw puzzle and he said, that's not in the right place. That's going to go somewhere else and put it to one side and Uh, But we had the peace that passes all understanding in the midst of a really painful situation. 
And there's only one way that that will come. And that's when God comes and gives it to us. Because it is beyond understanding. It's beyond our own personal capability, our own uh, ability to, to rustle up some peace. I want to just bring a summary of what we've talked about this morning. First of all, in three... This is a Baptist church, isn't it? Three, three headings. First of all, God is peace. There's no peace without God, and there's only peace with God. He is the one who, exemplified in Jesus, slept through the storm. And then when he was later aroused, he spoke to the wind and the waves told them to be quiet, and they were. It's his name and his nature. Number two, it's not in our own nature to be peaceful. So repentance, sacrifice, and surrender open our hearts for God to bring peace into our lives. Openness, repentance, sacrifice, surrender, those are the root for God to come and bring peace in our lives. Number three, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Filled with God who is peace to empower us to live a righteous, obedient life, as we saw in Romans 8. It's possible to live a righteous life in the power of God, by his Holy Spirit. And then fruit will come naturally. I'm going to end with a blessing that Moses brought to the people of God. And this was beautifully brought in the middle of the COVID disaster, uh, or just before it, with um, uh, a wonderful song, which uh, I'm sure you've heard. It's this blessing. And I pray this over each one of you. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Amen.